So, mm, hey guys, welcome to I'm Finally Doing This Shit, which is my music podcast where I break down songs about, (laughs) I break down albums and projects and songs that have really just affected me in my life. And, you know, I get to go into a little bit more detail and talk about them in a way I want to. Plus, you get to hear my sultry, beautiful voice and just get a sense of my personality when I'm alone by myself in my bedroom, in my bed, talking to a mic. Um, the wine of today is uh, the Royal Chenin Blanc, Blanc from South Africa. It's actually a really cheap bottle. It's like $10, um, but it's really nice quality, uh, effervescent. It's a white wine, a Chenin Blanc. Um has a few, like a little bit of a melony note to it, like honeydewy melon kind of stuff going on, but a lot more effervescent, a, a good amount of acidity on it. Just a beautiful uh, white wine for only like $10, $11. I don't know. I've been checking wine prices in other states, and it's actually way more expensive. Where y'all from? I don't know what Texas is doing that's making the prices so cheap. Um, But that's how that shit's running. So if you're listening in another state, I mean, it might be $15 for you. Um, Good luck with that. But today, I've come to talk about... Honestly, I can name this album in like my top five of all time easily. I don't know exactly where it sticks in the top five. I know this album, um, Beyonce by Beyonce, self-titled. Most likely one of Tinashe albums of top 10 of all time. I mean, top five of all time. Uh, my God, just there's some bodies of work that I really love. I'm trying to, I had to go through like my whole music catalog and see what are my top, top, tops. Um, but also, I do feel like my music opinion, not my music opinion, but my music catalog isn't as vast when it comes to like, um, uh, more low-key artists. Like, my friends usually put me on to low-key artists. I don't usually find them myself. Uh, Honestly, I feel like I'm a very surface internet user. Like, I get on that bitch. I see what I see. I follow people as as I'm introduced. But I don't go searching for stuff. Like, I don't know what to look for. I don't know what tags to put on. And it's like, there's certain sounds that I really like. Um... Oh, speaking of, in July, I do have an episode coming up about LGBT, and there's a lot of like low-key LGBT artists I know, but that's just because I'm on Twitter with them. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, that was just a side note about my uh, music catalog and what I listen to, but I really, really, really enjoy Willow by Willow. It's her self-titled album. And I don't know. That might be a pattern. But when you have a self-titled album, it has to, like... I feel like that's sometimes some of your best work. Because it kind of, like... I think you come out with a self-titled album when you feel like you're in a point in your life where you can... uh, Where you hammered in who you are, what you want to give, what you want to say, what's the statement going to be. And... um. Willow kind of went low-key with this album, I would say, with, like, theatrics and stuff like that. But the statements that she's making and the music that she's putting forth, I think she found the sound that she wants to uh, cling towards going forward. A more, like, soft rock, alternative, kind of mesh of a bunch of different styles um, some R&B, very R&B. Uh, she does have some R&B vocals, almost like if a pop album and R&B album came together in modern time, and I don't know, maybe with a little bit of like folk or you know, just our electronic uh, EDM type style. Because she does have some like weirdly weird glitchy sounding beats, but we'll get into that. But this body of work right here, mm, my God, today, it is just so 
beautiful. I remember listening to it on. A, I was like waiting for it because she had teased it, and some the teaser, literally like. Have you ever felt like something like grab your your essence and your spirit and kind of like hold you? And that teaser alone just kind of like grabbed my spirit and like held me. And I was just, I listened to it over and over. I was in a trance and I was like, I need this music. And I waited for it. Like the days could not go by faster. Low key, I think at one point I was just living just to get to the album. Cause it was like something about it was calling me when it came, it did not disappoint. Like it was just amazing. Um, the mess, the messages on this album are just beautifully crafted. And I, I don't think I'm necessarily taking, I like that. It's so a lot of it is not extremely defined because you can take in, you can take the songs and the meanings and the feelings and interpret, interpret them. Wait, am I saying that right? I really forgot how to say that word. Interpret. 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 Anyways, interpret the the word, the the, the meaning of the songs for yourself. Girl, I gotta find another word. I need a thesaurus. Um, but <laughs> so let's start. Let me just get into it. No long intro, even though that was kinda long. Um Like a Bird. Like a Bird is a beautiful, soft, airy song with these kind of like wild, like vocals when she starts to belt. Honestly, when you listen to this album, just smoke you a blunt first or drink you a glass of wine. Do both if you can um, or if you want to. I immediately knew that this was going to be a project for me because. Like a bird was just, it was just, it was like it was trying to transcend me somewhere else. So you have to kind of just let your, while you're listening to it, you kind of have to just let yourself go and just forget that you um, even exist on this plane, honestly. Just let it play, just feel it, and just relax. And then from Like a Bird, it goes into um, Female Energy Part 2. mm Ooh, I, after this song, each and every time after this song, I need to be resuscitated because when I say I cannot listen, this I'm just letting y'all know right now, this project for me personally will never get old because it's like I've been listening to it since November. And I don't listen to it all the time just because of some fact that it has such a profound effect on me that it's like I cannot listen to it every day. Like, you know, I was listening to it every day. I would literally be at work and just like low-key lose my mind and just be in a trance listening to this music or I would, if I wasn't listening to music, I would play the songs over and over in my, I was going through a lot (laughs) last year, but these songs would play over and over in my head. And they just, I don't know, man. I just, I was just in a whole nother fucking universe listening to this shit. But so still to this day, to this day, every time I listen to female energy, it just opens me up. It opens me up like a nice popper, you know. Uh, now, <laughs> funny story. Now that I said that, I did poppers with this one guy once, and I, when I took the first hit of it, I was like, "I don't get it." And he was like, "You probably didn't take it hard enough." And mind you, this man was like, "Really?" This is gonna. This is a side note story that I just want to tell. So. You know how you flipping on grinder and you be like, damn, I wish I can get with well, at least me. Some of you bitches might got it like that. But I'd be like I was like, damn, I really wanna, you know, like link with a fine ass nigga, like somebody I think is really, really, really attractive, right? Cause I've linked with other guys on there and it wasn't it wasn't shit. It wasn't worth nothing. It wasn't it wasn't my my it wasn't giving me my gifts. And um I mean, no, they weren't cute. But I, I enjoyed them. Um if you're family, you don't need to be listening to this. I enjoyed them sexually. So it was, it was, you know, it was, um, you know, like they were ugly, but, you know, Dick was on time and on point and everything was great. Um, 
I saw it. Well, not ugly. They just wanted to find this niggas ever, and they didn't have like a super nice house and all stuff like, like you know, things that you would like add up in your head that would make it the ideal quote unquote situation. But anyways, so I'm flipping through Grinder, and then I noticed this young man, and he's really attractive. And then I don't, I forgot if I reached out to him or if he reached out to me. But I think I reached out to him. I think I might have like liked one. Is like you know, like now how they have the fire sign and stuff like that, where you can say like you look good or whatever without actually text texting it. But something like that happened. Uh, he replied back, and then we decided to like link up, and. I was so like excited because I was like, "This nigga is fine." I was like, "He was literally, if anybody knows me, he was my type at that time." Now my type has changed a little. <sighs> if you actually and my friends, my type is still the same, but no, it's not. Um, I actually haven't told anybody my new type because <laughs> it's a little bit more problematic than the old type. But just tall. Uh, very attractive. I'm not going to give you too many details because y'all not going to be reading me out. But he was cute. So I pulled up to his house. Uh, turns out he was sharing the house with one of his roommates. He was kind of like a white. Uh, oh, I don't want to say white. He was kind of like a. Damn, I don't know how to like describe that any other way. But you know how they have like white black boys. He was kind of like that. He was. um he was just like a he act like a boy from California. And lucky I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't from Texas and he just is living here at the moment. But um he said his roommate was in the back, so we can't be like too loud. His house was a mess. I don't think it was his house. Like I think he shared it with somebody, but I was like, This shit don't need to look like this. Like it looked terrible. Then I get to his bedroom and his bedroom was terrible too. But again, when you linking up on this see, this is why I want my like, I like I don't ever I I don't plan on going back to you know Miss Grinder and Miss Jacked anytime ever in my life. I've I've reached a new point in my life where I just don't see myself returning. But if I ever did return, I'm hosting because I'm gonna have my house nice. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to come into your area and don't know how you're maintaining your area or whatever. And again, I can't really blame him all that much. I mean, I don't know how much money he was making and his living arrangement looked like he wasn't, you know, that affluent. I would say that. Um, But he was really cute. And I was like, this is going to be my opportunity to like link with a nigga that I've like, was like, like I've actually like immediately, I would look at him in a crowd and be like, he fine. I want to see what's going on. So, um, damn, that's sad. That was my first time too, because I I didn't been through some niggas at that point. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like you know I'm just up and down the street with it. You know what I'm saying? But I was up and down the street with it. <laughs> you know, I was you know, uh, it was a it was a good two to three years of me just being wild, uh, which have come to an end. And honestly, they haven't been that wild. I think like each year. I I didn't do more than like what was like niggas on my hands like that I can count on my hands like it was never more than ten niggas in one year, maybe one year maybe one year but it didn't go over fifteen that year, um so I'm sure I'm in like the like at the most the thirty five range and if I really wanted to go back and think about it I probably could. But I don't want to re-traumatize myself because that wasn't a good time in my life. So I won't. But anyways, we go on into a whole other side of the topic that's on the other side of the topic, which is not even about this album. But I told you I'm talking about the music, that how it affected me. And then I brought up poppers. And now here we go. So the young man, I'm sitting on his bed, which, oh, and his bedroom is uncomfortable. Again, anybody come, a nigga come in my bedroom. He's going to, he's going to have room to just, he could do a cartwheel in here. You know, it's a little messy right now, but I got, like, drawers and stuff to put stuff away. I got curtains over my closet so I can hide my closet so I can shove stuff in there. I mean, like, I just don't understand why I had to walk into there. And then I was, like, having to step on stuff, step over stuff. And it was really just turning turning me off, turning me off. But whatever. Uh, So... I sit on the bed with him. We, we know we, I always, me personally, I have to talk to them first. Like, I can't just go into, hey, you sexy, hey, you know, like, like play talk or whatever and then get to, like, like, 
speed it up just to get to the dick. No, like I have to. Hey, how are you doing? What are you like? I joke with them. You know, I have a. I'm. I'm really easy to be around, and like the niggas love me. So, you know, I just started to have a conversation with him. I'm like, how are you doing? Like, what are you up to? Like, you look really good, or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, sir? Like, you're kind of cute, or whatever. But I didn't talk like that because at this time I was trying to be a nigga. But nah, I'm just playing. But um, so we just talking. I'm laughing or whatever, and um, I think we start kissing or whatever. And then he said, and then he suggested the poppers, and I was like, and see, it was dark. He only had his TV light on, and I feel like I could have said no because I was I didn't know what poppers were. I still don't know what them bitches are. But I was like, uh, I had never done it before, but I I heard that gays do them or whatever. And I, I didn't hear about nobody getting addicted or dying off of them unless you was like, uh, I don't know, on other stuff. And I came there sober. I didn't take anything else from before I saw him. So I was like, sure. And, you know, I, sniff, I was sniffing and I was like, that shit ain't really hit me. And he was like, no, you had to like go try to go deeper and i was like because i was trying to be light with it because i didn't know the effects or whatever and i was like fine let me go deeper with this so i did it deeper again and i was and i did it real deep this time i said let me just get the full effect you know the lord isn't done guiding me through everything else he'll guide me through this when i tell y'all he done saved me through from some shit because there i've been in the worst predicaments my god today um Oh, I'm getting flashbacks. But uh, so I, I sniffed it in or whatever. And then I then I felt it. And it was like a, you know, you just feel like you you being taken away. And I was like, and then I was like, oh, I feel it now. And he was like, yeah, you feel it. And we started making out. And long story short, it was a trash. It wasn't trash. It was, it was trash. Like. He was very attractive, but, the, like, there was no... That was the first guy that I think I ever, like, linked with where there was... Well, no, I'm not going to say the first, maybe. I don't remember the... Uh, literally, there was just no uh, chemistry at all. And I was so perplexed because I was like, he is so attracted to me, but I don't feel not nothing. Like, I don't feel not a draw, nothing, nothing like... Bro, but the ugly niggas, I don't know what it is, but something about... Something about like just God, I don't know. Something the thing is, though, I like pretty, like pretty looking dudes, and I don't think pretty dudes give good dick. Like I think they just rest on being pretty and like having attractive parts. But ugly niggas know, like they'll get in your shit, and ooh. And I am ugly. I'm not gonna say ugly. I'm gonna say rough, like rougher looking ones, not so clean cut. Or not so, but I really like clean cut guys. But it's like, bitch, I don't want to be the only one in there, you know, willing like, you know, you know, go to go the distance. I don't know why I'm talking about all of this right now. I didn't even drink none of the wine. I'm just giving y'all all my business. Um. But anyways, it was trash. I let we talked on the bed for a second, and it seemed like we could we could have been friends or whatever. And just because I look, I'm cool with being friends. I'm not really all that awkward. If something went sideways, like I've seen many of my old hookups uh, at work, and I just be like, oh hey, <laughs> we just talk. We you know like I don't treat it awkwardly or nothing like that. Like what is there to be awkward about? Like we grown, we linked. We did whatever we did and then we moved on like you know um but um you know we we just never talked after that and i didn't really feel that uh pressed to hit him up again but you know what's so funny i think i saw him like maybe three two three weeks ago i think i saw him he was in my job trying to buy something and i was like and i saw him and i was like that's that man. <laughs> I haven't thought about him since. And it's been like probably almost like closer to two years because it didn't happen last year. And so I'm I'm pretty sure it happened a year before that. 
And because last year was kind of like a drought for me, like not even five niggas, probably like three or four. One from Canada, but we'll get into that. Ooh, I don't think he. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So back to the album. <laughs> so, um, feminine energy, um, a female energy part two was just a beautiful song to me. Cause it had this, this strumming guitar and it had her layered vocals. Oh, and I'm falling into the arms of naked truth. Not surprised to see the sky and only think of you. And I would just. I'm not going to give it all. I'm not going to say all that. Because, you know, i got to keep some of these things to myself. Maybe two years from now, I'll be able to say it. But I've, I really connected with the lyrics. They were very beautiful. And I re- the most important part of the songs for me, when she says, Think uh, you me us am i to feel bolder cause all of my pumping blood i am human i am woman drifting down in my life light of this time light of this time Oh, and that's kind of like the end of the song, and then the, the beat just keeps drumming. It's like dun 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 dun, dun. and it's just it's beautiful. But those, uh, I was just learning my, I was coming further into terms with my gender identity, and when when I first heard it, and, and I heard her say, "I am human, I am woman," so I don't know, like that really just spoke to like. My spirit and I don't know. It was like she was almost giving me permission to be all that I am, and you know, in innocent uh, intricacies too, because you know I identify as like an agender film, and you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know what claim I have to like womanhood and things like that. Like, um, I don't feel like a transgender woman or whatever, but I do feel like a more feminine creature and I am going to be presenting more femininely as time goes on. So I'm pretty sure. And I do like she, her pronouns. I think they're very flattering. I think, I think they make me feel good when I'm called she, her, um, especially when I'm giving she, her, but, um, they, them is like, like a neutral ground for me. I don't like him. I don't like he, I don't like man, and I don't like sir. I don't like none of those. Um, I still deal with them for the moment, but as time progresses, I'm going to be checking niggas. So give it another year, and that's not going to be it. They, them, or she, her. Especially when I'm dressed up. When I'm dressed up, give me she, her. <laughs> I got the makeup on, give me she, her. You know? Well, I don't know. I just, but, um, I don't know, because... I feel like it's a compliment. I think women are the most beautiful creatures on the, on the planet. I'm so mad that I'm not like super attracted to them. Like I'm attracted, like I'm in awe of them, but I'm not super attracted to them. And I hate it because oh, being attracted to men is trash. Like honestly, I, they're like the lesser creature in every way, and and, and uh, I just don't want to. Yeah, but that's another story for another for another day. But um, I don't know. I just felt like that song was. It just kind of like just touched on. I think because when she was like falling into the arms of naked truth, it was like. Like finding like, I don't know, like getting to your most honest core self and as discovering my gender identity, I was really going deeper into like my childhood and things that like. I always felt weird about with myself and all, but I didn't know to question them. I didn't even think I had space to question them. So that's why I'm not one of these stories where like they've told their friends when they were younger. And then, you know, like I didn't, I mean, I'm just now starting at 22, 23 
to starting my transition and things like that. But that's because I had an awakening, you know, like I didn't have a, I didn't, I didn't have a safe space. And then I finally got my own bedroom, uh, my own apartment that I, that I share, but I, you know, I still have my name on the lease and stuff like that. So I felt comfortable to like start exploring. So kind of, a lot of these things kind of came back to me rapidly and it, it was just some truths that I had, truths that I had to, um, accept and like rediscover rediscover by myself I did, I did a lot of rediscovering uh in the last like nine months like I think I found myself all over again and I found the pieces of myself that I like that that the world had taken away from me and made and hid from me and made me feel like I could not find them and when I said fuck all that and I got to a safe space I I I, I found them and I've been so happy with myself since, like, I don't really have a problem with me at all, really, right now, you know, which I don't think I've ever said. I don't think I ever could say that in my life at any point. Now it's like, oh, okay, I get it. I understand exactly who I am, where I am. Uh, I have certain insecurities, but they're more so about how the world's going to view me versus how I view myself, because I love me, and I think I'm beautiful and amazing. But I'm, I know I don't fit the conventional box or whatever. But I'm now I'm trying to learn that just because you don't fit that box doesn't mean that you're not acceptable or, or worthy. And also, bitch, if there's only one human being that's really rocking with how you look and how you present and how you act and is willing to, to spend the rest of their life with you and all this other stuff like that, great. And if there is no human, and if you never meet that one person that's supposed to be for you, because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really want to do a lot of too much dating around stuff like that. Like it's, I'm, I'm a one and done type of bitch. Um, but you know, and if it's not, if you don't meet that person, it doesn't mean your life is going to be terrible. Yes. I will admit that I will feel salty <laughs> if I go to my grave and I don't experience, you know, actual real love and relationship and stuff like that and you know, whatever. Uh, but I mean, I'll have other things to fill in my life, like this podcast and my friends and my family and my music and, um, you know, things that really do matter. Um, but, um, you know, and then when she says, I think when she says you, you could take that as like a lover, but also I, I and I did take it as a lover to a certain extent or whatever, cause I was going through a lot. But I also took it as um, looking at myself, too. And, like, like seeing yourself. Like I, I, I'm trying to think of the lyrics right now. But just looking at yourself and then, like, knowing what you must do, knowing what you must take care of, which is, like, I don't know, start actualizing for yourself or whatever. Um and there's like a metaphysical you or whatever. And then there's actually you, like what I think of me and my concept in my head of who I can be, who I want to be, like my essence, my spirit and what like my vision of who soul is. And then also um, my, um, oh, this is a lot. That's what I said. That's what I said. This is one of my favorite projects ever, just because it, it, it gave me a lot of space to like, just be. But then, so with all that being said, that that song is just beautiful. And then Time Machine, it's just such a beautiful song. Uh, baby, if I had a time machine, I'll go back to nineteen ninety three. I would, I would turn to Kirk I would be on MTV. I'll be in the streets of NYC, sipping lemonade likely. 25th century me, 20, 21st century me, 21st century dreams. Now tell me, does it feel like that? Does it really feel like that? Cause baby, if it's real like that, then please. Don't wait for me, for me. I love that song. Please don't wait for me, for 
I always rewrite it, but uh, I always write it in a sense of going to the future and leaving the time, like escaping now. And like I'm by this time, I'm already crying. While and like while listening to it, because literally every time after female energy, I'm crying, and then time machine just makes me like cry even more because it's like I just a lot of times I want to escape I don't like where we are sometimes here you know and I always talk about going to the future because the past was in a better place for me so maybe the future would be a better place maybe you know like trans rights would be better um uh black rights would be better you know like do we just live in a happier world or whatever and just we'll be over a lot of this bullshit Cause I don't know, like as a human being, I just feel I would hope I'm a very fluid and open person. Like everything about my my gender identity to my sexuality, for the most part, and um, I don't know, just how I live and how I how I breathe and take in things is just very fluid and open, and like it's not very nothing's very really rigid with me, you know. Um, because I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, I've just been blessed to be super understanding and open. And I think that's such a blessing to be, but it's also hard when like you're so transparent and so open and you're dealing with a world that doesn't really operate like that. And it's like, I learned this lesson hard too, where you kind of have to, you truly do have to have, a, even with your closest loved ones, friends, family, everybody in your life, you have to keep a box that separates you from them. You have to keep something that says, I'm me and I'm going to take care of me uh, over you. Because I honestly haven't met, I don't, I don't think I've met anybody that I feel like I mean I don't know maybe it's my own um mental health issues but girl if the apocalypse happened right now ain't nobody who's driving to this house to come get me you know them friends and them family girl they, I'm all the way in Houston on the other side of town nobody stays on this side of town ain't nobody coming to go get me you know and at a one point, I believed that they would come get me. And then you could have been damn sure I was going to come and get them. Hell, our high water. I wasn't going to just walk out the city and not make sure that I at least tried. Now, if they they apartment building got blown the fuck up, then look, hey, I got to pour something out for my friend. I'm a grieve. But if you ain't hear nothing about my building getting blown up and there's a possibility that I'm there, bitch, you ain't going to scoot by or whatever and I don't know maybe that's me being just super sensitive and also not being really clear in my relationships about like what type of loyalty I respect I expect and also expecting that loyalty from the wrong people because not everybody um not everybody is built the way I am and wants to give and be that open like I don't know man I just want to lock in with somebody and just be like no matter what, I mean, I can't even get that from my parents, <laughs> but, um, and if you can't even get it from the people that gave birth to you and supposedly raised you and supposed to love you unconditionally, I don't know who the fuck you going to get that from. You might as well just hang it up. And that's what I've just learned. I've just hung it up. You know, I just take people for where they at, but it would be nice if I could just get one human being on this planet mm. to lock <laughs> To lock in with me and just be like, no matter what, bitch, I got you until you're not breathing anymore. Do you know how differently I would live life if I knew I had that? I wouldn't live life with so much fear. I wouldn't live life with so much anxiety and paranoia or whatever. If I knew I had somebody I that I locked in with and I could just, I have that commitment. And I don't even need it from a partner. Like, if I get it from a friend, if I get it from a family member, 
I would much rather it that way because our relationship isn't really based on so romantic bullshit that that's going to wither away at some point. You know what I mean? Like, I think a friendship is easier to just lock in with the bitch and be like, bitch, you sick? I'm leaving my nigga to come see you to make sure you're good. You know? Well, that's selfish of me, but I know I would do it. Shit, uh, uh, nigga, you, like, if I had a nigga, he could, if I had to come be with you for three weeks, that nigga can wait. Like, you're my friend. You don't need me that much at that moment. Like, I love you. You're, like, literally, like, I treat my friends like my brothers and sisters. Like, and my mom always told me, your friend sticks closer to you than a brother. And I've taken that with me in my whole life. And I don't know how many friends sticks closer to you than a brother, you know? I don't know why I turned this into a therapy. Look, see, this is this is this album. This album is a therapy session for me. I cannot listen to it. I can't talk about it. I can't break it down without even going into my like my deeper thoughts. So this is the deeper thoughts episode. This way you get a look into the side of my brain. I do have to thank one person. They know exactly who they are. I don't ever talk about what's going on in my brain, really. But this one person, I don't know how that motherfucker did it. But for some reason, I, I'm i more open to talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. And I just I express myself when I feel it necessary. And I actually tell my truth. And I'm, I'm always saying my truth. I'm not, I'm not hiding myself or bottling myself up anymore. So thank you, human being, if you are listening to it. And if you're not listening to it, oh, well. Um, <laughs> then the next song after this is Pretty Girls. And at this time, at this point, I'm kind of smiling because I know Willow said that she's like bisexual and oh, I open to the ideal of Polly with actually like having a boyfriend and a girlfriend and she'll be good. And um, and I was like, oh my God, can I be her girlfriend? <laughs> I love Willow. Like not in like no, you know, like sexual dating type of way. I, I think she's mad beautiful, but like I just think as her soul and her spirit and like from what I've sensed and gathered from her and see how she talks and disarticulates and just moves through the world. I doubt that would be a person that I would like always look up to and always would want to be around and just absorb their energy and like learn from and like find ways to give back to them too. Cause this young lady is just amazing like in every single way. You know, like, I hope one day we're best friends. But um, when I love Pretty Girls just because she's just describing this girl that's, like, beautiful in all the regards that have nothing to do with um, physical things. She's like, I want a girl who's got a lie that make me squint when I look in her eyes. She doesn't give a fuck when emotions go muck. She's all right. She's all right. No, I want a girl who knows herself like a favorite book right on the shelf. As she's read a million times, still finding life. I'm talking about a pretty girl, such a pretty girl. You're such a pretty girl. Oh, can I play in such a pretty girl? <laughs> You're such a pretty. And I don't know, like every time she sings that song, and every time I'm singing that song, I'm th- I'm singing it to myself. But also, I imagine that she's singing it about me because, you know, I think at one point in my life, I did have a light in my eyes where, like, I don't know, like, people used to call me, like, sunshine and, like, and, you know, things like that. And I don't know, bitch, I, the sun ain't shining over here no more. <laughs> Look, yeah, it was it was a good 22 years where a bitch was shining and then. I'm just, I'm done. Look, you know, I still smile. I still joke. I still laugh. But I 
think that genuine sm- sm- it made me feel good to be who I was. And just now I just don't I don't feel that anymore. But at one point I did. And it was beautiful. I don't know, maybe one day I might get back to who um who that person was and like find that light again or or create a new one. But right now mm, she ain't here. Um Samoa's now is just a really interesting track. I don't know anything she's saying, if she's saying anything, but I like that she's I like what she's vocalizing. Like her her vocals are really nice on that one. It's just a more of a vibe. Then it's an interlude. Uh and after hearing then it's like it just mellows and then it restores me and then it like levels me out. Oh, sorry. You know is the only track on this project that had to grow on me because it sounds so different from everything else on this track on this uh album. I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I Falling into something I don't know what she's doing uh, And then Jaden comes on and he raps And I was like, oh, I kind of like Jaden's rap So eventually it grew on me And I actually listen to it a lot now But at first That was the only skip I was like, shoot Shoot And then overthinking it the final track, bro. I get the screaming on this track. <clears throat> she get the screaming on the track too, so it's not like I'm doing it alone. Like she demonstrated how she wanted the song to be saying. If I want to be, y'all pray to God. Y'all pray to your That's like the ending. Oh, we, we, we got so much work to do, yeah. Work to yeah. Oh, we, we, we got so much love to give. If you don't notice, I always like to add a little run because, I don't know, my musical style is not really edgy. It's more like rounded and soft, I would say. Uh, I'm not very, like, abrasive with anything. I like I like prettier sounding things. So I had to add, like, a run or something just to soften everything because she be singing kind of rough sometimes. You know that's the rock star in her. I'm not a rock star. I'm like I'm 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 something different. <laughs> Literally, my first sip of of wine this whole time, just going. This project, ooh. Um, but on Twitter, so on Twitter they recently asked, "What's the album you never get tired of?" You know how they have those, like, you post your picture and then you post an album you'll never get tired of or whatever. And I put this album just because it came in a very transformative time in my life. Um, It was sonically everything I wanted uh, to hear. It pulled, it was literally everything. It was like what I was listening to in middle school, but more modern, which was, like, very Eclectic, like soft rock, uh, maybe like edgy, hard R and B, um, indie folk with a little bit of like EDM. Like it had like it just had a, a, and then the messages were beautiful. And I think all of the messages for the songs, I don't know Willow personally, and 
I don't know if she ever really talks about exactly what she goes through, like, and lets us inside to know that. But I think glimpsing at this project, I can tell that, like, the words of these songs meant a lot to her. I think, I think she, I think she went through a transformation herself uh, while making this project. And there were some things that she want, she had to iron out in herself and her soul, I think. And you can kind of tell after she released this project, she's she went on to make another project called the the anxiety with uh I think her boyfriend, her boyfriend I like a lot too. He has really good music. I'm gonna talk about him. Um, I well I don't want to say her boyfriend because I don't know she they date like they, like it seemed like they dating, but they never like outwardly say it and you don't see them like holding hands or kissing in pictures and stuff like that. But you know, like that's just a real that's a real good Judy, and they came out with an album together. And she's like been posting yoga, and she posts videos of her singing. Uh, she's vocally in a place she's never been before, and she's always made beautiful music. Um, I I think I think, uh, but I just I love this project. It was a short project, but the impact of it, especially just. Give it time, like, it might sound a little outlandish to you in your first listen, but literally just give it time to, like, touch your soul and, like, try to connect some of the themes of the projects and the songs to your life or just allow the melodies and the arrangements to just take you somewhere else. Like, this is a project where you really have to surrender, you know? Just lay down and listen. I'm probably going to listen to it tonight. Um... But yeah, when I was going through the worst of 2019, it came out and it, like I said, in moments, it literally had me in a trance where um, I could not even like function because I truly was that locked and glued to the music or even when it wasn't, I wasn't listening to it, it was chanting in my head. It really just kept me going through some of the darkest days of my life, some of the, the heaviest thoughts and honestly just a a real collapse (laughs) of like everything you know I've just been fighting for a minute now and I mean like the building crumbled still but it crumbled like with a little bit of like relief so now that there's no building there I still have Enough to keep going. I can look at the sky and know what I must do. <laughs> As she said. And I think that's that's a beautiful place to be sometimes. Because sometimes you have to lose it all. I just kind of give it all up and allow shit to just crumble so you can rebuild on sturdier ground. Uh, restructure what you, what you want to restructure and like replan, refigure out. And... Just live your life the way you probably always want to, and you just never gave yourself the chance to do. Um, but this is a lifetime album for me. For the rest of my life, I'm going to be listening to this. And I don't know if you're ever going to listen to this episode, Willow. Especially with all the bullshit that I, <laughs> everything else that I put on outside of the project. I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, without breaking down, that I love this. I love all your old music too, but this project here was something extremely special for me. Like, I don't know. It felt like it was writing for me. Um, And it felt like you were in the place that I wanted to be. Because um, your outlook on this album seems so much more positive than where my life was at. And I was really trying my hardest to get to where you were going, to where you were. Um, so just thank you for this and I really appreciate it. I love you down forever. Um, and then, um, I'm just going to wrap with the song of the week. Since we're talking about Willow and I talked about how much I love her old music, my favorite Willow song ever, even including these, number one, it has to be Wait a Minute. I know that may sound cliche, but if y'all, if you... You don't know how many times I felt like I left my my consciousness in the sixth dimension. You don't know how many times. Hmm. 
I feel like I left my conscience on somebody's front doorstep. I mean, mm, mm, you just don't know. And then when she said, oh, oh, I'm sorry. But when she said, oh, y'all don't know how to, like, I don't think anybody, I don't think I've ever told anybody how song, that is song uh, affects me. But, um, damn, I, now I can't remember the lyrics that built up to that. You want to run your fingers through mine, but my dress too thick and that's all right. I love that, that arrangement and that, just in the, like the story that she was telling there, because it's hard to like run your hair through dress, but my hair is like really thick. And also I have twists sometimes too. And I've had guys, you know, like playing my hair or, oh girl. <laughs> I, I'm just triggered all over this episode. Y'all just hear it. I'm going to have to talk about a, a fun album next because I ain't doing this shit no more. I'm talking about Megan next because I'm not, I'm not about to be here. But... Let me just get into the song. <laughs> ooh, okay. Wait a minute. Ah, ooh. The key was off. Let me try to get Wait a minute, I think I left my conscience on your front doorstep. Whoa, wait a minute, I think I left my consciousness in a sixth dimension. But I'm here right now, right now. Just hit me in the ground. Oh, well, I'm here right now. I never learned what you said there. Right now with you. Oh, well, oh, well. Oh, here it goes. I don't even care. I run my hands through your head. You want to run your fingers through mine, but my dress too thick and that's all right. Hold on, wait a minute. Feel my heart's intention. Hold on, wait a minute. I left my consciousness in a sixth dimension. Left my soul in his vision. Let's go get it out. Let's go get it out. Oh, and in the second verse, I'm just going to do a little bit. Ah! When I say I loved, I love this song. I, this is low-key probably like top ten of songs I love all time. But um, some things, they don't work. Some things are bound to be, some things they hurt, and they tear apart of me. You left your diary at my, oh, when I say she was writing my, uh, (laughs) I'm struggling, but, because I love this song. You left your diary at my house, and I read those pages, you really love me, baby. Some things don't work. Hey, some things are bound to be. Some things they work. And they took part of me. And I broke my word. And you are bound to see. And I cried at the curtain when you first said, I don't know what that means, but maybe that's another language for I love you. Well, whatever. Hold on, wait a minute. Feel my heart's intention. Hold on, wait a minute. I love my consciousness and the sixth dimension. Love my soul and its vision. Let's go get it out. Let's go get it out. Some people like to live. Some people. When I say I love that song. When I first heard it, that song literally was on repeat in my life for months. I had to give her a break because I was wearing her down. I was wearing her down. I was wearing her out. But anytime it came on on shuffle, rewind, rewind, rewind. That was my song. And I love that second verse where she said... When she said... 
I read those pages. You left your diary in my house, and I read those pages. You really love me, baby. And I said, ooh. <laughs> the thing is, it's just like, you, oh, I don't want to go into it. This is, this is, look, this is that Pisces side of me. I tell you, this is delusional. But, bitch, you know when someone is feeling you. You know what I'm saying? You know when you have a special connection with somebody that's undeniable. Like, it's none of, like you know these things. Like, I know I, uh, I know <laughs> I've had special connections with people. And, like, I've known that, like, on some degree, some level... They loved me, you know, and you know, I'm I'm slowly but surely am coming to the terms with the fact that not everybody is not is not for everybody can't and that act upon uh the love that they feel for you, you know, for whatever reason that they have going on in their life, and I'm just not. Oh, I don't want to say it like that. I as a queer body, uh, a queer black body. Uh, queer back, queer black femme body. I'm not what society would want anybody to be in love with. You know what I mean? Um, I have, I know, you know, people always tell me, beautiful soul, beautiful heart. You know, you're so nice. Oh, you're so friendly. Oh, you're amazing. Oh, you're single. I can't believe it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And. <laughs> You know, I I take those and I try not to I try not to like feel salty or jaded by those comments because they are true and they are um they say them with love and they mean it but it's just like it sucks that like I live on a planet that I live on a planet in a time that like being my full self means that I won't be genuinely accepted often. Like I have to be a character of myself or I have to be a character of a certain identity group or I have to perform in certain ways or I have to present in certain ways or, you know, and, and I don't have to do those things, but not doing those things also does ostracize me and who wants to feel alone? Who wants to be alone? And then who wants the only reason wants the only reason why they they can't find a partner is because they identify a certain way or they gotta worry about the partners that they do find they're just a fetish to them or you know like it just is layers to this life that is very difficult and like you know it's hard to just just be you know you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you do get it. Maybe you don't get it. Maybe I opened your eyes to it. But, you know, those were, th- those lyrics were pointed to me because she was like, she was, she was, she was saying, wait a minute, you know, like, nigga, you, I let you have something in mind. I forgot something of mine with you. And I need to find a way to go get that shit back because you don't necessarily deserve that, you know? Or if you, for some reason, I for some reason it's not working out between us, and I need to go get those things back from you. Uh, I know that I didn't give you those things willy nilly either, though, because like I said, I read your diary, nigga. I know how you feel about me. Or I know how you felt about me. Or I know if circumstances were different, it would be it would look different. But it's not that. So it's like, so it's like, bitch, I gotta get my shit back and. It's kind of hard to say that to people too. Like, bit like, you know what? I am sure they're not gonna listen. But so I'll I will I will loosen up a little bit because I keep freezing because I'm like, how do I word this that I don't like uh, telling myself? But it, it, if it got to be a conversation, it got to be a conversation. But um, mostly, just want to say like. You know, like, I know what I know. I know what I feel. And I'm not crazy. 
Not all the time. And, you know, I think you have to honor how you feel about things while also respecting the other human being and how they feel about things. Even though you may... Girl, this ha- this always happens to me, and I don't know exactly where I'm at with it, but, you know, all I was just ending that last part with is that, like, I'm I'm happy that I'm able to live in my truth, uh, and it is going to suck. I think it's just because I'm such a forgiving human being also, too, or maybe just because... My friend would play at least say it's a lack of self love or, or um, a lack of radical self love, which is possibly true too. Like I'm forgiven to the point where it's detrimental to me, and if I loved if I loved myself radically, I would never put myself at a detriment for anybody else. But again, to me, to a certain degree, that feels selfish and um, self centered. When literally, if everybody didn't love them if everybody wasn't so focused on self and was more willing to give to others whether that meant emotionally or uh like time-wise and things like that monetarily if we were more willing to give to one another and give openly and honestly and and have certain conversations and things like that i don't think we would all have to I think our self-love would be reinforced also by the people who also love us because they show us the value that we have. Not that you need somebody else to show you the value that you have, but if when you do it radically again, it becomes, to me, it becomes like you don't give that other human being space to grow, especially if you care about them. You know what I mean? Um, or maybe there's a way to do it both and I'm just, I'm not privy to it yet. I haven't discovered it yet. Maybe in five years, I might be like, bitch, I don't know what that dumb asshole was talking about. Soul, soul five years ago. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, bitch. You better, I, I love myself more than anything. And, and I, I, I uh, you know what? I can sufficiently say at this point in my life, I do love myself more than anything but i am a very sacrificial person so i don't mind giving sacrificing certain emotions and feelings to a certain degree for somebody else that might need it you know if i need to allow somebody to hold space i'll allow somebody to hold space especially if i promised them that i would and i told them i'd be there for them but I don't never let I, don't, I still love myself more than anybody and uh, anything, and I have to keep myself happy. Uh, so when it's time for me to do that, trust me, I do. I just I I just allow a little bit more bullshit than the the average person does until I get I'm like okay, well this some bullshit. Now I'm like this some bullshit. This some bullshit that's been going on for a minute. You have to get the fuck out of my face instead of immediately when you come to me with the bullshit and I'm like, oh no. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you some space to grow. I'm going to give you some love and some attention. But at the second, I'm not. Look, I can't tussle with you in your battles. You're not, you're not my nigga. And even if he was, you're going to have to get it together eventually anyways. Um, oh, man, this sounds bad. Well, that's the end of this episode. I love you guys. <laughs> Sorry it's so long again, but... We're talking about albums that meant a lot to me. And I'm sure there's a lot of human beings on this planet that just want to hear my hear my beautiful voice while I'm talking to you. Thank you for listening, guys. These are technically the first three episodes. I hope you really enjoyed them. These All three of these albums were really important to me. The Heather Hadley album was, in, like, it was the first body of work that I ever really listened to. Um, the, uh, Scissor Control album was, woo, girl, was a lot. And then this Willow album was very restorative and like just, uh, healing for me. It helped me through a long, a uh, hard time. So now we can get into uh, any type of genre of music I don't, and uh, that I listen to. I might do some weird, um, some weird picks that y'all probably be like, you're lame for listening to that. Also, 
look, if I go into my past and, and I say I liked this artist and I don't know nothing, let inform me about the terrible things that this artist has done. If it was, you know, if it was to that degree, because, you know, I, I, I wasn't, like I said, I'm very surface level on the internet. I'm not really, I don't really understand the stuff. I mean, I do, but I don't get deep and be finding stuff out. Like I've just, I'm real chill. Like I'm, I've, mm, I'm real chill. I don't really get that deep. So if I say, if I say I like this artist and y'all be like, ew, you like them? Like, do you not know what they did? You were lame. I'm like, y'all don't have to cuss me out behind it. Like, just let me know what they did. Be like, hey, sis, I don't think you know that they did this and you probably should not be listening to them because they said this. I'm be like, oh my God, I did not know. Oh my God, really? Oh, wow. My God today. Thank you so very much. I will never listen to them again. Thank you. Have a blessed day. <laughs> and bye, y'all. I see y'all. Take care. Oh, shit. Let me drink this wine now. <laughs>